Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant. Uh, good morning to you. Uh, this is Patrick Timpone, and uh, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's a bright, sunny morning here in the Texas Hill Country, a couple of minutes after 10 o'clock Central Time, and we are live here on the 12th of October. 2022. We're going to have a good time this morning. Lots of good things to talk about between you and I. Well, we've had some very interesting guests uh, this past week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We had some fun. Who'd we talk to anyway? Matthew Arrett, boy, he's great with Russia, the Russia thing. Phil Wilson on sweating. Um, and then we had Bart, Bart Kay at Great response. He's quite an interesting uh, professor of cardiology and nutrition, long time out of New Zealand. And uh, Al Dannenberg was going to be here yesterday, but uh, he had a a personal kind of emergency thing. And so I won't get into it. It's his business, private business, but he was up all night. So... So, uh, we just had one guest yesterday. And it's just you and I today. Uh, Richard Massey, we have yet to hear to see if Ray Pete is on board for the third Monday. He was kind of sidelined last month because of uh, these controlled burns up there in Oregon where he lives and got smoked out and he couldn't even talk. Um... So we'll see about Mr. Pete on Monday the 17th. Don and David Peterson, their book, What Makes You Real, but they have a new book on the nature of reality. And as you may know, if you hang out here from time to time, it's one of our favorite subjects, the nature of reality. So that'll be fun. Uh, Libby Stewart, She's done quite a bit of uh, research on um, how this whole idea of uh, marijuana is not addictive. It's just wrong. She's a specialist, and it's uh, quite addictive. Sarah Zeldivar, oh, she's a cool lady. She's a uh, health coach, and um, she's going to be here on Wednesday. And uh, we're trying to get Tom Luongo in here to have another run at the financial world. Uh, hopefully, I'd like to get him in next Monday, next Wednesday, if we can. I'll email him back. So, uh, our phone number, and I just checked it. It works if you care to join us. And remember, you don't have to follow the this strange stream of consciousness that I do during these shows because I go a lot of different places. Jump in whenever you want, however you want, uh, whatever subject uh, you want, question, comment, or a whatever could be a whatever. I mean, could be. As you may know, if you hang out here from time to time, we don't spend a great deal of our energy focused on you know, the matrix, the Maya, the illusion of this world out there. 
uh, we, we do our share with the money thing because that that really hits home. And unless we understand this whole dollar conundrum that we all are forced to use and what could happen or what might not happen with your investments and your stocks and that stuff, we think it's real important to keep up with that. We talk with our good friend Fred uh, once a month uh, on the first Wednesday, and then we get some other folks pop in here, Martin Armstrong, Tom Luongo, had a really cool guy the other uh, the other day, uh, what was his name? Um, hmm. What was his name? You know who I mean. Yeah, he was really, really great. And uh, he taught me, Seth, I stay pretty up on the the whole thing, but boy, he, he kind of floated my boat and we'll get him back. Titus. That's, I knew I could find it. That was um, John Titus. Really. Somehow we found him on some blog. We don't read a lot of blogs and stuff and, and details on these things with uh, the world in out there wars and politics and such. Uh, a little bit, uh, but just enough to kind of keep abreast of big picture things so we can muse on them and cogitate them and noodle them and contemplate them and see how these things may fit in with our life and your life, when I say our, you and I, our lives, to, uh, you know, to maybe keep us on track of some things we need to do or not do. There's always both when it comes to what's going on with this, I don't even know what to call it, Great Reset, The Big Awakening, The Great Leap, um, The Great Crash. There are a lot of names. <laughs> the big one, yeah, whatever. There are a lot of names for it, but there, there's definitely something going on uh, that big, And as with everything on the earth plane, is that every component of physical reality is is affected, can be affected. You know, if we allow it to be, but it's, you know. So, geopolitics and finance and... Uh, uh, local politics, health, freedom issues, you know, the whole thing. Uh, it's all its all one ball of um, energy and everything is kind of uh, playing on everything else all at the same time, right? So we've, uh, we've mused on this uh, um, reality that as things get more challenging, more spooky, whatever word you want to use, more strange out there in the matrix. On the other end, more and more people, you and I, and your friends and family, are rising up, becoming more aware of truth which is 
everything, right? Truth would be what what is really going on and how things are interconnected and how they may or may not affect us as in our survival physically and spiritually. So that's what I would call truth. Truth doesn't mean, uh, well, the truth is that the earth is flat or the truth is that Republicans are more conservative than that. That's not truth. That's just kind of stuff that's out there floating around. Truth is is what what's really going on between you and I and God and our friends and how we are all interconnected and what this interconnectedness is about, why we're here and uh, where we're all going together separately or holding hands or or somebody kicking and kick, dragging us and kick, or kicking and screaming, you know. One of our things that we we are really keen on here, One Radio Network, and these shows when we're on alone on Friday and other days like today, is to see what we can do to unpack reality and to best of our experience. And we've been blessed with a lot of experience. This is to be kind of firsthand, um, you know, what's going on. Just see it. Um, to look and see. Look and see. Which is how we grow spiritually. When we just look, we go, hmm, that's how that works. We see, hmm, that's, um, that's the shortest definition of spiritual growth, is to seeing something for what it is, dropping what we think it was or what we think it should be and think about it from a standpoint of what is, just is. Then we have a better chance of navigating our life in the physical and after here. So that's what we like talking about. If you care to join us with anything, it doesn't have to be about this, but anything at all, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is the email address, and the telephone number is 888-663-6386. There are some things going on around the world, speaking of you know, not being caught up in the matrix that, I mean, I just read that, some headlines and kind of get a feeling, but there's some really weird, that, um, very challenging geopolitical and financial things going on around the world. I saw a, somebody sent me a video of uh, some stuff going on in France, and oh my God, I had no idea. Again, I, don't, I just don't take the time, I have the interest to dig into all that stuff and look at it like many of you do. But I mean, it's really strange. This whole thing with Putin and the pipelines, and he was going to cut them off anyway. And I think um, the globalists just blew him up just to make it worse. 
and the banking industry in Europe. And uh, now they're going into a winter with um, not a lot of juice, energy, gas, oil, to keep themselves warm. Um, France is just like, they don't have any gasoline. These people are running in the street. You should see some of the videos. People are running in the streets, punching each other. People get real weird when they've got nothing left to lose. They lose it. And uh, this is, a lot of this is going on around the world that, well, I don't, I don't do the local legacy media anyway, so even if they put it on Fox or CNN, I don't know if they do. Maybe you can tell me if they do. Um, I'm, this France thing, I didn't know this was going on until I think Tom Luongo put out a little video on it. I mean, it's really something. It's like really, really bad. So this is uh, going to continue, in our opinion, go on all over the world as mm, the globalists um, continue to take off the, uh, the velvet glove off the iron fist, as Andrew Goss used to say, and press harder because people are waking up. And when people wake up, then they get frightened. Um, they don't want to increase their chances of you and I storming the castle. I'm never going to do that because I don't believe in storming the castle because I don't think violence ever got anybody anywhere. I'm just going to let them explode. But there's some castle stormers in there and out there and some people feel like they're going to need to do that someday. And Godspeed, if that's your thing. I'm not coming. Yeah. I'm just, nope. But there are Definitely some people, um, groups, and they really believe that uh, storming the castle someday is going to be the only way that um, these folks don't kill us all and put us with no food and no money, and they may be right. Again, it's not my thing, and, but we'll see. Anything is possible. About uh, 80% of the emails that I get, and I appreciate them and I like them and, and uh, I answer many of those, them personally, I get a lot on my inbox. And I welcome them, and, and, uh, but about 80%, I would say 8 out of 10, there are people sending me videos and articles and stuff about, look at this, look what this is going of what this is going on. This is really bad, Patrick. You gotta do a show on this. And all. Um, and I'm just encouraging you and I, because I'm always talking to myself, talking to you, is to spend more time going within rather than going out, going without. Which really is what spiritual growth is about, right? Going within and seeing how everything works and seeing how it's all interconnected. And the onlyest, is that a word? The only, the onlyest way Probably not a word, but I like it. 
The only way that we can do that is to not focus on the symptom, which is the matrix, politics, money, blah, 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 you know, jabs, all this stuff. These are the symptoms of the cause, and we are the cause for our reality. And the only way we get to that point and know it is to go within and to see how our relationship with spirit, God, what's called God, spirit, God manifests as spirit in the physical reality, how spirit and us as souls and our mind and our emotions and our body, which are all connected, and our friends and family, and even some of the matrix, if it has a chance of affecting us, how it's all interconnected and how it all works. And once we understand that in more clear fashion, which we try to do here, then I think you and I have a better chance of um, getting through whatever this is, it, right, uh, more gracefully and without getting too bruised and battered. And, and if we get really good, we can, we can get through it all, whatever it is, uh, without any kind of um, bruises at all or any kind of problems. We just navigate around them. That's what souls do because we're very creative. Uh, the challenge presented to us and what this internet brought on, well, you talk about a, a mixed bag of yes, no, maybe, Really, think about it with these Twitters and this, they got a new thing out called, what is it? I don't know, what they do. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that, what's that one out of China, whatever that one is. This is another one, it's just a slideshow, or they have videos. I don't I don't get involved in all that stuff, I probably should, It'd probably get a lot more listeners, but I I just don't have the juice for it, you know. Um, but um, all these videos that people put out, these fast ones, minute ones, they have them on YouTube. When I go to YouTube to look at a few things, you'll see them all there. What do they call them? Slide, uh, video, film, something like that. Kind of kind of United States version of the, the um, TikTok thing. The Chinese thing, TikTok. Then all the blogs and then all the videos and everybody and their sister is doing a talk show now. You know, people just grab a microphone and they do talk shows. And um, all this stuff. And then, you know, just the articles. And then if people have TV, which most people do, 155 channels of blah, 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 blah. And all, you know, all together, probably 95% of it is not... Uh, worth looking at because it's not going to do anything to help you have a happier, healthier life. It's just not. It's just stuff to keep you busy. So if I, if I were a, if I, if I was a carpenter, remember the carpenters? Carpenters, 1971, 70, 
Karen and Richard, and their other brother, if I were a. Um, If I were a tinfoil header, which I was going to say and see how it came back, I just waited. If I were a tinfoil header, that's how the mind works, by the way. If you ever forget something, don't try to go into the filing cabinet and find it. Just wait, and it comes back in. So I was about to say, if I were a tinfoil hatter, and then I just did a little fun with life. I were a carpenter, and then I lost where I was, and I just hung there, and all of a sudden, if I were a tinfoil hatter, came back in. Make sense? So I put these in there and don't edit them out, just to show you, to give you an idea of how it works and can help you to remember things that you think you forgot. Just hang there in the moment, breathe, and they'll generally come back. May take a little practice on having the mind being real still so you can just be in the now, but we can talk more about that and we do. So this is why these things are all important to understand how this software, the mind and the brain work, because otherwise, we, if we don't understand how they work, in my opinion, the mechanical side of it, it's very difficult to navigate here and we get caught up in, in black holes and we don't know we're in them and you know, it just, it's, it's not good. It's, uh, people think they're, they're evolved and they very evolved and have this truth and they know what they're talking about and, and um, most of them don't. Most of them are living in a, you know, in a fantasy land. Anyway, if I were a tinfoil hatter, I'll get to it. I mean, the internet was inevitable, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they just they had to do something. It was just a next step. But I would, I would suspect there were a lot of people back then And this was a military operation, put this thing up here. I, I mean, you can't even imagine the world without it, right? I don't think we would have, a lot of good stuff, but a lot of weird stuff too. I don't know. I mean, I think you can imagine a world without the internet. And we did okay. We did fine. Uh, we did fine. Uh, most of the information if you want to call it that, most of it is nonsense. Probably 80% of it now, information is just you know, black holes. And there's about 20% now with good stuff on, you know, the dangers of the injections and on healing. A lot of 
people doing a lot of good stuff on healing, um, spiritual stuff, and you know, YouTube is full of some really good stuff on um, anything you want. Say what you will about YouTube and their globalist creepos. Did I say that? Um, you know, but uh, I've learned quite a bit um, on my um, second job, alternate job, screenwriting on YouTube videos from various screenwritings. And I listen to them all the time. I'll find somebody new and buy their book and read the book and incorporate ideas into writing and, you know, just good stuff. You can learn how to fix your car. You can pretty much type anything in, you know, as you know, find out how to do it. How to scramble the perfect egg or whatever. So with all that kind of stuff's really fun and makes our life a little bit more interesting. And then on the other end, of course, so much fake news and false news. and So we have to be careful, not have to, but, but we should. Very careful. Very careful indeed, because if we're not careful, yeah, we spend a little time in black hole land, and before you know it, we're, where am I? Where am I? I was up about two in the morning. Actually, worked on my screenplay a little bit. At two in the morning, had some coconut milk, and I put this in my coconut milk. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Don't you think it's pretty cool? Uh, eighty-nine, do you remember eighty-nine growth factors, and we got a twenty percent deal on colostrum right now. Uh, here's a big one here. This is uh, um, the original, and uh, I mean it just smells great. I remember the very first time I got some 
years ago, 10 years ago, kind of reminded me of uh, breast milk, the, the smell, actually. And I believe me, with seven kids, I know what breast milk smells like. And not my kids, but brothers and sisters. Yep, you know what breast milk smells like. You also know what a little throw-up smell like in poop. A very good poop changer. My mom used to tell all her friends, Patrick is the only one who will change diapers. It's, it's made, isn't it funny? And then, you know, 60 years later, we talk about poop, so it's that poop karma. This is a new one. <laughs> Nothing like poop karma. Huh? This is a vanilla. I like this too. Uh, he has a little vanilla flavor in here, and also, just to sweeten it a bit, is monk fruit, which is probably a very, um, it's a wonderful way to do a little sweetener. It's just a fruit called monk fruit. Not real sweet, but just enough to take the edge off. But they have chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, um, original, 20% off right now. Get yourself a bunch. Get some coconut milk, I think, is one of the best alternative milks uh, to use, coconut milk, and you, you can get organic at the Happy Food Store or just at the regular Kroger, I think he's in a, he even has refrigerated coconut milk. Put it in there. Um, you can put other stuff in or just that, and it's a nice breakfast, and a lot of really good things go on with the colostrum. 20% off right now um, for the next couple of weeks. Use the promo code TREAT20. TREAT20. 20% off. Colostrum. All right. We like to do show and tell. What we're seeing in, in the world of Finance is probably unprecedented. We have unprecedented inflation that's maybe as as uh, impactful as what happened during the 70s during Jimmy Carter. Remember Jimmy Carter? I remember Jimmy Carter. He used to walk around with these buttons, W-I-N, whip inflation now. He had people turning down, you're probably too young to remember, had people turning down their their thermostats. And he had a sweater in the White House, you know, Jimmy. And uh, during that period, gold went from maybe $100 an ounce to 850 topped out right after Reagan came in in eighty. And interest rates to buy a home, to mortgage, was as high as 16%. Can you imagine? They're going up now because all the interest rates are going up. I don't know what the 30-year fixed is today. Uh, I've had to guess it's probably about 6% 30-year fixed mortgage. But it was 15%. And uh, when gold rose from 100 to 850, quite a quite a leap. Well, the same scenario is going to happen, is happening, will happen, um, in our opinion. That's ha- that happened in the 70s. 
interest rates are going to continue to go up because they, I don't know whether they're just clueless or they just want to crash this thing. It's above my pay grade. Um, but uh, we're going to go into a, an official recession, which is two quarters in a row with negative gross domestic product productivity. And gold is likely to go pretty good before it tops out. It's at about 1700 today. Um, now, I'm not telling you this, so you go to our friend here on our slide, um, U.S. Coin Capital, and buy some now and then sell some in a couple of years and make money. That's really not the way you want to do it. I mean, you can if coal goes up a lot. You know, you can do it. But uh, the, the better way is to uh, want to hold it for three to five years. And then if, you, if you're at the, at the beginning of an inflationary cycle, like this one, so if you bought gold in, what, 1972, and then you hung out for 10 years, you, hello, huge, right? So that's what we think is going to happen again. Again, we don't use this as an argument um, to buy gold and silver coins from Fred at U.S. Coin Capital, but it is certainly a good argument to hedge against what your dollar will buy three years from now because um, the the toothpaste is really out of the tube as far as, you know, uh, the money supply and how many dollars are chasing, you know, computers and milk and whatever. With less production, more dollars, uh, inflation is very high. It's probably about 15%. The real number. Gov tells you it's eight, but it's probably double, according to our sources. That means every year that you keep your, whatever cash you have in cash, you're losing 15%. Boom. That's a lot. So, one of the ways you cannot lose is to call Fred at 800-878-2646. Talk to Fred, Donna, Roger, and somebody else on the team and get some gold and silver coins, numismatic coins. They're all graded in plastic cases. You know exactly what they're worth. You can sell them anytime. Go online and say if you have a 1924 St. Gaudens MS-64 and you can kind of see what the going price is. And they do go up when the price of gold goes up. And they don't go down much when the price of gold goes down because their numismatic value holds, generally. So we think it's a nice way to hedge against inflation, protect your, your, your personal uh, buying power, which is really uh, the only thing that matters, right? Is what you'll buy with the dollars that you have 10 years from now when you take out your money and retire or 20 years from now and that's going to be a big deal. Big deal. I can remember when we were kids I always remember somehow there were just a bunch of I think it was high school and we were kind of talking about um, you know um, getting Social Security 
I can't believe we were talking about it, but we were for some reason. I remember the day. I guess we were a little bit more aware than I thought, and I think it was like 600 bucks a month for the average. And then we thought, wow, man, you get 600 bucks a month, get a place to live for 200 a car payment for 100 food, and you can almost live on that. You could. Those were the numbers we tossed around. I think my first car, car payment was a hundred, brand new car. I think it was a hundred and four dollars or something like that, brand new. When I got out of the Navy in '69, it was an Austin Healey Sprite sports car. I think my payment was a hundred two dollars or something. It was a lot. You can get an apartment for a hundred fifty. Maybe 200. Really nice place. So, why are those prices so different now? Very simply, the dollar today doesn't buy as much. That's the long and the short of it. Gas was a quarter, a gallon. But the dollar has lost that much value in whatever, 50 years. It's a lot. And, you know, 10 years from now, it'll probably be just as much because inflation is like crazy. Five years from now. So this is the whole idea behind gold and silver is to have something in your possession that is not going to lose value. Because we know Gold and silver will go up. We don't know how much as inflation goes up. And as the dollar goes down, you know that um, gold and silver goes up. So long term and short term, it's a good deal. Fred's number is 800-878-2646. Tell me, sent you. I'll take good care of you. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay. Well. It is yet to really cool off here. I don't know, global warming, right? We're going to talk a bit about healing, the healing process this morning that I think you'll enjoy. I've been very uh, blessed to be able to look at this, uh, this um, connection between you and me and God and uh, the mind and um, the emotions and things like canker sores and low thyroid and, um, you know, cancer, whatever, whatever it is. And I can absolutely tell you what I'm about to share with you is, is accurate. And the only reason I know it 
because I, I went through a bunch of stuff the last 15 years, what we call diseases, issues, like sciatica twice and irritable bowel syndrome. And man, you don't want to do that one. Boy, that was a, that was a bugger. Uh, colon stuff. And um, heartburn, heartburn symptoms, which I figured out after a few years was just tension, had nothing to do with acid or alkaline or, you know, probiotics or anything like that. It was tension. And here I am, you know, I am, you know, I meditated and have contemplated for years and have a great life and I'm a happy guy and, you know, I don't worry about anything that happened for years. I just don't. You know, I trust God and tie my camel. But still, just being here uh, in a body, um, I, like you, had a bunch of tension in my body and that tension causes disease. Simply put, and the tension varies from just, you know, whatever. Simple worry about this or dumb stuff. But it's all tension. Oh man, I don't think I put out the trash. That'll be a bummer. I don't just that. If you believe that little thing I just expressed, that's hard on your body. I know that seems weird. Now come on, Patrick. How can that be? It is. See, because Big G wants to teach us how to be happy all the time and focusing in on spiritual matters, who we are. That's all that word means. You know, don't uh, allow your eyes to roll back in your head with spiritual. People have a lot of energy around that world, a word. It doesn't mean good and and holy and sitting around and spiritual just means becoming more aware of what is our relationship with God and our relationship with everybody else and how it all works more awareness right this is spiritual growth because as we grow spiritually and become more aware of what is I'm going to hang on my bar here more aware of what is um We can then be happier, healthier, more abundant, and all the good stuff. Find the right partner. Raise some reasonably sane children. What a concept. Or whatever you want to do. So that's what spiritual growth is. is just bringing more awareness to the truth of what is. So, let's look at, like, disease. And I'll give you some cool stuff. I've talked a little bit about it before, but every time I do, it just gets a little more clarity. And Again, I've learned this stuff simply by going within, getting quiet, lying in my bed at 2 o'clock in the morning, kind of leaving my body, essentially, and looking at this soul, mind, body, God conundrum 
or paradigm, better word. And you can see it. You can see it and feel it, how it works. takes a little bit of uh, doing. takes a lot of doing, but, you know, I've got some good teachers and they kind of lead me down the down the way. And um, Healing comes from an awareness, our awareness, your awareness, my awareness, of, simply put, how it is that we created this canker sore or these cancer cells. And as you look at these symptoms, canker or cancer or herpes or thyroid or whatever, if you look at it closely from a soul perspective, you can actually see and hear um, the whys and the wherefores of how we got there. You can see it. And once you do, once we do, we, you and I, we then can practice, contemplate, experiment on how to release the energy, the cancer cells or the tumor or the high blood pressure, whatever it is. It's all the same. We can release it by simply understanding how we created it and stop creating it and go deeper and deeper and and this this awareness just the awareness of what is this releases the energy and this plays right into and it just the body heals because the energy is released in the mental plane right in the emotional plane and it has to be released in the physical plane because they're all connected, even though they're separate. And as the energy is released, then the body is, you know, genetically and spiritually and everything in tune with um, getting back to into balance. And it will do that. And it's doing that all the time. Every moment of our lives. It's trying to be, it's probably a good word for that. What was the word for that? Um, there's a word for that, like perfect balance, where it's just, right? You just, it's not doing anything. It's not aging. It's not, it's not doing anything. It's just, and this is really how the aging process works too. And this is why, you know, most humans, they, you know, they clock, whatever, 70, 80, 90 years, and, and most of them, God love them, I'm not criticizing, but do it uh, with a lot of pain and disease and discomfort and whatever, which is very, really abnormal, I think. I think we do 150 standing on our head. 
I think we can do as long as we want. But just as for conversation's sake, so you don't think we're too crazy, I think if you really want to stay here and keep your body for 500 years, you can. I know people have done it. Um, but that's another story. But, you know, 100 or 110 or something, in good health, vibrant, doing anything you can do when you're 30, anything, exercising, whatever you want to do, which is possible. Because that's how the body ages. Uh, um, aging is just a extended kind of adjunct to disease. So the trick is to, rather than go without, like we talked about at the beginning of this segment this morning, an hour ago, to go out, rather than to go out into the matrix, the maya, the Buddhists would call the maya, the illusion, and think about and worry about and get involved emotionally with all that stuff, which will aid you and which will cause the body to damage tissue, put on extra tissue, trauma. And once these things are initiated, trauma's big one, as German New Medicine talks about, then the body will come in to try to heal the damaged tissue, which in my opinion is what cancer is trying to do. It's trying to kind of clean things up. And my experience, I think, same thing goes for bacteria, viruses, um, fungi, 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 and um, what else? Candida. They're all trying to clean things up. So over the past couple of years, I've really got to the point where and I'm not into killing anything. In my body, outside my body, not unless I have to. Unless I need to. At the moment, I need to eat meat to survive and to do what I need to do Really, to be strong enough to do what I need to do is the reason I take part in putting cows, send cows to heaven. But other than that, I mean, I don't even... We have these really spooky-looking scorpions in Texas. Sometimes you'll see one in the bathtub, and I don't smash them or flush them down. I take them outside. So, in my opinion, all of this stuff of trying to kill parasites and kill this and bacteria is all not needed. 
Matter of fact, I think the less we mess with it, the better our body does it, works, figures it out. These guys are there for a reason. These guys are all there for a reason. These are the same, the same critters, if you will, that um, um, kind of, uh, when they put people in a casket, right? They put the bodies in a casket and they eat everything except the, the bones. They're there. What do you think eats them? These caskets, you can't get in there. They're just like, they're tight. So these bugs don't come from the ground. They're in the body. And they, you know, over the next two years, they just eat, eat the whole body. Except the bones. Speaking of the bones, <laughs> did you hear... Uh, yesterday we was it was it yesterday? No. Yeah, I don't know. I lose track. Something like that. We have Professor Bart K on and we're streaming that video. We also have the audio on the front page. Very interesting fellow. Uh, quite eloquent. Uh, tremendously well researched. And uh, he was talking about how these um, crazy going back 400,000 years and he explained the whole genetic drift and how that works and how long it takes and that how we are hardwired genetically and uh, everything about us, our organs which come along for the ride, our colons, our kidneys, our liver and everything to eat meat and fat. And that's it. That's all we ate. And they prove it by these... Uh, isotope readings that they find in bones and you know they dig around they find these bones and they can tell how old they are and they, they have these readings with hydrogen and nitrogen isotopes and and they find collagen and they, they know exactly uh, what uh, we ate as a species and we did evolve humans I don't know how we initially got here I'm going to figure that out someday um for at least 400,000 years. That's a lot. So there's no doubt, fact, we are carnivores and we are not herbivores and we are not carbohydrate-vores and which in the more I look at it, Dr. Chafee in Australia, we ran a video of his that he did at a conference 
going through the whole thing, arguing the same thing. And Dr. Kiltz and a lot of folks out there now, it's really growing. It's growing because people start eating more meat, less carbs, less sugar, less fruit, less vegetables, and they feel better. Quickly. Um, we had some emails from Akbar K. Let me see. Um, I haven't seen a single carnivore proponent on this show that I'd want to be like. I think I'll stick to what I've been eating instead. Hmm. How about me? Am I chopped liver? Um, Listen to scientists. Don't listen to scientists. Here's the right science, but this is wrong science, Bart Case. Many inconsistencies. Really? What are they? Uh, I'm afraid you didn't overcome the very criticism you gave of nutrition science that you stated with started with oh this sounds like gobbledygook to me my thinking on this is much simpler it's all about vibration the vibration of what you eat and the vibration you are when you eat that it matters <clears throat> you can be healthy eating just about anything if you are in the right mindset when eating, and the food you're eating is a high vibration. Food is merely energy, and we are too. I agree. Uh, There you can find endless examples of diets around the world that are vastly different, yet the people are healthy. Eat simple, fresh. Well, what does healthy mean? What does it mean? Most people around the world, uh, they're on meds just like they are here at 60, 70, 80. So are they healthy? Not really. Fact. It is our. How long did they live? Is uh, seventy-five and ending in a nursing home is that is that normal? What are they eating? So I, I get these kinds of emails because, trust me, it's like uh, it's like the flat Earth thing. Um, when you have been doing something for so long, and people say what you've been doing, maybe not right, you're going to just fight all you want until, until, and argue that what you're doing is right. And it is, it's fine. You eat what you want. I don't care. But I'm just suggesting that there may be ways that are different from what you're doing that you're going to like the outcome. And if you get your head out of you know where and say, well, that's interesting. Why don't I just listen? Maybe I'll, explore this, maybe even experiment, the proof is in the pudding, I might have a better, healthier life and longer. Maybe. Or I can just know that I'm smart and be done. Most people, that's where they are. Closed mind, closed heart. Um, 
<clears throat> there's actually no evidence, and matter of fact, contradictory evidence, that when we started to eat carbohydrates, grains, corn, oats, 10,000 years ago, which is when they started it, people got lazy. Even the Egyptians started storing rice because, uh, you know, they wanted to have food during famine and stuff, which is probably smart, I guess, um, when they, I don't know. But there's their health decline too, and it's been proven with these uh, isotopes things with their, in the mummies, and the daddies, oh, the mummies. So this stuff's all proven if you really look at, you know, history. Just like we don't live on a spinning ball flooding around the sun. Proven. Proven. Absolutely. No evidence. But, you know, 90% of humanity will believe they're on a spinning ball just because this is what they believe their whole life. And man, if I believed in my whole life, it's got to be true. And I went to science school and physics school and they told me that and doctor school, they told me that and Oh, I responded to this person in the oral practice. I bet you cool. He said, yeah, I totally agree. Most people eat a terrible diet nowadays to the point where almost any diet you could find will be an improvement. Yeah, I mean, really. It's, I'm referencing studies done in particular populations in places like communities in Japan as they eat mostly vegetables or in Europe. Well, you know, those studies were just false. Excuse me? The China study? false. It was all done with um, not real science, not controlled groups, not controlled what they eat. It was all done through, um, you know, people fill out questionnaires. The China study was bogus. So you see, I hear you, but it was bogus. I think we're putting it up, Sharon put it, or is going to put it on the front page, of uh, Zoe Harkum. Zoe Harkum. And uh, she's got a whole thing on fiber. And she's the kind of geek researcher that doesn't, she leaves no stone unturned. She finds out who, who does these, who does these um, studies who, who finances the studies and how the studies were done and how the studies were correlated and how they put the numbers together. I mean, she is like a super geek with this stuff. And all these studies, in quotes, that put all this um, benefits to fiber are just wrong. I don't think we have it up there yet. I'll email her. Uh, just wrong. A lot of the early studies were funded by General Mills and K 
Kellogg and to this day promoting eating these cereals for breakfast. Just sugar. That's how it is. They have lectins, all kinds of stuff in there. So, I mean, just look. You know, I, the only, don't shoot me. I'm, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just, I'm just giving you my best shot at what I see out there from my, from my um, subjective perspective. And I, my job, if I have a job at all, is to do everything I can to help you have a happier life. And that's the only reason I'm here. So, I don't want to hurt your feelings or tell you you're doing something wrong, which I don't do, but, um, you know, I think this time in our culture and this time in our evolution that we are really going to be called upon to open up a little bit, say, you know what, I'm going to, you know, maybe... Maybe, maybe something is different here. Could you be happier? Could you be healthier? Could you be more abundant? Could you have a better relationships? I mean, ask yourself these questions. If you're a 10 on a 10 on all of the above, and really honest with yourself, I wouldn't change anything. You're doing great. Right? Check, check. Check, check, check. Really honest. Check, check. Don't worry. No fear. No fears. Nothing. No, not a fear of dying. Whatever. Make up a list. Big one. Check them all off. If you're a 10, whatever you're doing, babe, stick to it. If you're not a 10, then there's always another step. You know, it took me, your host here, a long time to really get super geeky honest with myself. Isn't that weird when you think about it? I need more water. Hold on. Let me go to the frame here. More water. Oh, I'm running out of water. I'm running out of water. Hmm. Yeah, let me, let me let me check something. I I need to check something. I don't know what's going on, but let me check something here. Sorry. Sorry. Let me play a little Daniel thing here. Mm-hmm. 
The first supplement I like to take in the morning, right after I wake up, is Pine Pollen Pure Potency, or P4. This is Rivals flagship testosterone and androgen support formula. It's made with the pollen of pine trees, which is rich in testosterone, androstenedione, DHEA, and a bunch of plant sterols. These are all substances, phytochemicals, that support the body's natural androgens, or male hormones. Of course, men and women are using this product, but usually it's men in andropause. Men after age 40 whose testosterone production has started to decline. Many of Rivals supplements can be taken any time of day, but Pine Pollen Pure Potency, it's important that you take at very specific times of the day. Now it can be taken once, twice, or three times, depending on how much you want to supplement yourself with the phytoandrogens found in it. But the key is taking it at morning, right upon waking, midday or noon, and then again right before bed. So once, twice, or three times a day, but always at those times. And that's because that's when your body's naturally producing its own testosterone. And all we wanna do is amplify that sine wave. We don't wanna to start to take testosterone at a time where our body's purged it from the bloodstream. Instead, we wanna take it at a time where those levels are already spiking and we're just subtly helping to increase them. This product tastes fantastic. I think of it like an orange creamsicle. And that's because in addition to that subtle pine flavor, there's a little bit of orange peel, Tahitian vanilla bean, cloves, and then a little bit of maple syrup just to give it this nice kind of sweet orange flavor. So it's really delicious and easy to take. So if you're looking to increase your testosterone or androgen levels and you want an alternative to pharmaceutical testosterone replacement therapies, there's nothing that does it better than pine pollen pure potency. Nothing that does it better. Uh, thank you. And then uh, colostrum is on sale when you go there. Uh, 10% uh, treat 20 20%. Um, hope you had a chance to hear uh, Phil Wilson. He is the fellow that uh, does the um, the saunas. He's a, uh, the sole distributor. And these are very, very, very nice units. Um, uh, you can listen to the show on the front page of One Radio Network. Uh, right on the front page there is a picture of it. And you can see if you're on video here or on audio um, you can see the pictures if you click on the link. And uh, these are great units. I'm in mine every day, every day in every way. And you'll like it. Sweat and detox. And these are very special. As your heal, as you will heal, as your hero from Phil. Very, very special. Uh, the, the healing light, the loving light, he calls it. And uh, you, you just feel really... Mm, safe and and warm and cozy and in, like you're in a in God's hands in these things really very very nice units uh, we have a great price 1295 1295 that's delivered to your home wherever you live so just email me Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com and we'll hook you up. Tell me where you live and I'll give you the delivered price. And we ship them all over the world. We're shipping one to Australia today. I think the total cost for that puppy was 15-something in Australia. Don't quote me on that, but I, something like that. So, you know. Yeah, you know, the shipping has gone up um, ever since this whole thing 
All right. Okay. Isn't that weird that we actually started doing um, this farming um, only 10,000 years ago? Oats and grains and and um, stuff like that. 10,000. So if we take the position we, we've been around 350,000, which the anthropologist guys are even longer, that's just a blip. You know, that's just like, Ten thousand. Wow. For that, we didn't eat carbs. There were no carbs. We didn't eat vegetables. There were no vegetables. All the plants uh, put these uh, oxalates and stuff like that in there, so the animals don't eat them. Hmm. Fascinating. I took some notes when I heard it the other day again. The whole idea of genetic drift and how that all works is pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. Okay, let's do a little few little emails here. See what you have to say for yourself. More emails. I've been uh, listening and watching some of the Flat Earth videos you post on the front page from time to time. Thank you. Here's another one. People are always sending me these videos, man. Um, We've been trapped for too long. The Sumerians knew, according to this emailer. The Egyptians knew. The Aztecs knew. The Chinese knew. The Greeks knew. The Hebrews knew. Yeah, they all have um, works of art if you will. I mean, they're there. They they have found them where they have uh, uh, this earth plane and then the uh, firmament over it. This is a new phenomenon, the idea of a heliocentric spinning around the sun thing. It's only about 500 years old. That was initiated by the Freemasons and the Jesuits, uh, the um, elites of the day, and they didn't want us to think that we were special. They didn't. They didn't want us thinking that we were kind of the pinnacle of physical reality. And they wanted us to think that we were just minuscule little bits of nothing, not souls, but just bits of things that we just plopped out here by, you know. From the apes, which we didn't. Whereas humans are separate, humanoids separate from apes. And uh, they didn't want us to think that we were special and that we were spiritual beings and that we lived in an enclosed area, that there was no deep outer space as advertised because they want us to start thinking and so they coerced people like Einstein and Copernicus and all these dudes. They paid them money like they do today 
to to sell some gravity and all that stuff. It's all made up, and um, because they 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 wanted to, and they still do today, to let us believe that all the answers, you know, all the good stuff, all the good stuff is out there. Oh, we have to go out to the you know Elon Musk. We have to go to Mars and find. We have to go to the moon. Never happened. We have to go here, deep space, light years away. Whoa, um, it's all made up. Just all lies. So it was a real spiritual tripperoonie that they did. Like I say, the elite of the day, the Freemasons, Jesuits, and they're still all in on the deal now. And then right around the time when uh, Admiral Byrd came back from Antarctica and he went on nationwide television, CBS, um, and said, you know, something's not, there's a whole lot of land, you can see that, you can find the video, there's a whole lot of land over this ice wall, and he talked about this ice wall that holds in the oceans, and these news guys back in 60 or something, they thought he was crazy. Uh, but he went down there. This is before they wouldn't let anybody explore down there. And he said he believes that there's could be an infinite amount of land on the other side of the ice, and we think so too. And which is why they, they um, the UN and 20, uh, 26 countries got together and did a treaty and say, we own the land on the other side of the ice wall, on the other side of the ice, we own it, and you can't go there, and to this day, you're not allowed to go there. People say they go to Antarctica for an adventure, but they just take them to a little section of it, ice, and you can only go so far. Um, so I don't know what's over there. There could be billions of tons of gold and rare earth minerals, and you know maybe Maybe they want to destroy this part of what we call Earth and go over there. Who knows? This could be where aliens live and they fly their little saucers over here. Other cultures that are more advanced, who knows? But they know whoever they are and why they don't let us go there. So these kind of things is why this whole idea of that we live on an immovable flat plane matters you know because that's why it matters because we of course get this you know this kind of email well why does this matter come on dude just it matters because the whole thing is built on a lie the whole thing and um, NASA wars that the, the whole thing is just built on lies everything medicine germs you name it you name it, it's not true. 